for yet another podcast. This is Dan, and I am here today with uh, Dana Logan, who has not done a podcast with us yet. She is a physical therapist that is part of our uh, big practice. And our topic hello. today, Dana said hello. <laughs> uh, topic today is age-related changes and in, in, uh, exercise. And we see a lot of patients who have, I would say, they don't realize that they need to change things as they age. And I, I figure it happens so much, we might as well talk about it. And the first thing we're going to talk about, and I'll, I'll kick it to you, is uh, our teens. So we're, we're, going to, we're going to tackle decades, and we'll start with our teens. We don't see a lot of teenagers in our practice right now. And I, have, I think exercising at that age is pretty much sports-specific. Yeah. And one thing I think the direction is needs to go a little bit more is a more balanced training program and extra injury prevention. Agreed. When, I have a couple teenagers on my uh, roster now. And w when I usually see them for PT, it's because they've fallen or they've had some type it's of sports. It's a traumatic sports. injury. It's a tr it's usually it's a traumatic injury. It's mm -hmm. usually not overuse. If it is overuse, holy crap, is that a problem? Yes, something mechanically is very wrong. Um, definitely. And in terms of types of overuse, I mean, we're, we have sports, of course. You know, soccer to basketball what i'm seeing that's disturbing me a little bit disturbing me a little bit more now is that a lot of kids now will play multiple sports during one season and i think when you and i were in high school or whatever that didn't happen at least no, I don't you were think focused more on one sport um to have two sports done in one an overlap it, it's uh, that could lead to an overuse thing if your kid has an overuse problem from playing a sport Back them off. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with kids is rest. Yeah, I mean the one in, the one overuse injury that is common is Oshkid slaughters, but that's generally related when teenagers, uh, preteens, go through. Yeah, pro. Yeah, exactly. and the biggest thing is not playing yeah. through that and having coaches recognize that the kid's not just being lazy; that their knees really do hurt. It's an overuse condition of the knees, but otherwise. Any overuse injury that your child is getting or a teenager is getting, red flag. It's a red flag. Yeah. And even handheld devices, you know, you see kids on phones all the time. I don't think I've seen one teenager in our yeah. orthopedic practice who has thumb tendonitis no. or digit tendonitis from from handheld devices or video games. Right. I mean, that's how well they recover. And I think it's just, the question is what's going to happen to them down the road as they grow up with these things. But at that age, they recover so quickly and their tissues turning over so quickly, you're not going to see those types of overuse injury, or at least we're not seeing those yet. We may. We who, may. Who knows? Yeah, you, you, teenagers, metabolism, awesome. Strength, awesome. Your ability to recover is awesome. And the good, if your child or teenager is getting into a very competitive sport, though, I think looking for some sort of professional athletic trainer, strength and conditioning coach that has some level of awareness of injury prevention because they can practice landing mechanics to pr protect you know, ACLs and knees or tears sure. like that. Especially with, especially with women. Women, soccer players, lacrosse players. I mean, I had a patient who at one point in part of her lacrosse season in high school eight of the girls t tore their ACL oh, and that's yeah okay you, you did tell me about that the yeah. other day that's eight girls huge, eight girls on one team one team that's a huge red flag right like something's going wrong something's with the not, yeah 
but okay. in terms of overuse, I'm, you know, it's just an overtraining. Yeah. Okay, anything else we can think of in terms of teens? No, I kind of wish I was still there, though, because it was so much easier to recover. You can get into about your teens, and we're leading into our 20s now. You can, you can abuse your body. Not that, not, that yeah. I, not that I condone doing that, but you can you could eat whatever yeah. you want. You could. You could drink beers, <laughs> and the next not morning... Not until you were wake, 21. Not, of course. Of course. not until I was 21. Right. You could drink beers and then have a track meet the next yeah. morning. And you could get up and you would perform just fine. And it's all good. And there's, there's, no, no, yeah. there's no problems. There's no problems. You can um, tell we're a little envious of but, this age group. <laughs> Even moving wait, into wait our until 20s. We, wait until we start talking about our 40s. That's, which we'll, yeah. this, Which this we're is both gonna This discussion is going to devolve very, yes. qu very quickly. Uh, in your, so in your 20s, so now... I mean, from my recollection of the 20s and seeing people in their 20s, do we see people in our 20s in the yes, 20s? Yes, absolutely. Definitely. So you're, yes. you're starting to see a little bit of a change. And you know, the biggest thing I think I see with the change is people going from college life, athletics, to more of a sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. And their changes coming out of school and the way they you know, used to just have a lot more freedom in their day and exercise more and be more mobile to going into, you know, professional careers where they're sitting at a desk all day and, and good, is starting really to experience yeah. back pain. That's a good point. Neck pain, overuse type yeah. injuries as activity level goes down and, sed you know, yeah. sitting more. Although they might still have the capacity to recover. It's going yes. from sedentary, from first year to fifth year quickly, weekend warrior type thing where it, where it becomes a bit of right. an issue. And I think those people... In a way, if they do have an overuse injury in their 20s related to a sedentary lifestyle, it's almost a blessing because it's easier to recover at that age. Yeah. So they can get into physical therapy. And if they are smart enough or their physician recommends them to see a physical therapist, they can learn these good habits at an early age and hopefully prevent some of the, the things that come with more of a sedentary yeah. lifestyle from progressing. True. And, and in terms of repetitive overuse, mm -hmm. um, I do see... People, some people, not a lot. I see some people in their twenties who will have thumb tendonitis, or, mm -hmm. or they'll have yes. uh, tennis elbow, or that type of thing. So it starts to happen. The the changes in our body's ability to to go through that reparative phase of when we kind of micro traumatize our tendons. It's it's just you get a hint of it. When I was in my twenties, yeah. I didn't feel anything. Oh, I didn't, I didn't feel, feel nothing either. Nothing. No, I know it was so nice. You could work all week. I could work. All I week. I. I brag about this still i ate a pint of ben and jerry's a day <laughs> oh my when, I, when i was in my a day I mixed up the flavors in, in my in my, in my 20s and partially and into my 30s and my weight were, didn't, my weight no, didn't change so thin yeah. i still you know i still worked out everything mm -hmm. everything was dandy you like, felt good yeah your I stomach mean, felt good no issues um and so yeah, in, you can do a lot to abuse your body still in your 20s yes that's why i tell people this is and this is a little bit of a sidetrack uh, for those of you who are in your 20s who are listening to this podcast, if you want to get something significantly important done in your life in terms of education or, you know, doing something that's, that's a huge time commitment mm -hmm. and it's difficult to do, get it done. In your 20s. Brain do not mess around. <laughs> Don't mess around with right. this. You, can, you could say like, oh, I'm doing fine now and I'm... I'm, I'm starting to make money now, and that, that graduate degree, you know, I can, do it, I can do it later. Yeah, it's a uh, lot harder. By the, yeah, like physically and mentally, mentally. you start changing yeah. and, and get it done mm -hmm. in your 20s. I did not enjoy 
doing PT school and working part time, but I, you know, I did it. You have to so glad it. I did it now. Have, I'm totally amazed that the people in my class who are in their 40s who were able to pull that off. And there were some people in their 40s. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't right. know how the right. hell they and did they, it. They did things just differently. Yes. Agreed. Um, anything else in the 20s? No, and I think in terms of exercise in your 20s, starting to be a little bit more balanced in what you're doing. I yes. mean, you can, get a, you, know, you can get away with just running. Yes. And a lot of people do. It's an inexpensive way to get exercise. You can do it quickly. But start thinking about a little bit of you know, cross-training or a little bit of strength training at the same yes. time because you can really build some good muscle mass at that point or just muscle stabilization around your joints that can help protect them. You might not feel any injury or any repetitive stress just by doing the same activity over and over, but you know your joints are taking a beating. So yeah. if you think about them a little bit more and start incorporating something like Pilates or some yoga or some strength training, it's a good time to do it. Yeah, difference, doing something different. I think with with females, we see that a lot with running. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's it's easy to do. Mm -hmm. It kills a lot of calories. It's a great right. workout. With guys in your 20s, you see it a lot with weightlifting. Weightlifting, right. It's vanity. It is. You want to get they want buff. The, they, want want to look, good. they want to look good. This is what strong. they're doing. Start thinking about doing other things. And don't put the, you know, don't put the weightlifting away obviously i think everybody should be weightlifting right. it's just like do you really need to have 225 pounds on the bar when you're bench pressing like once you right. get into your 30s no and what, what's the what's the term maxing out maxing out oh my god how's that once, gonna help once you're your life? yeah it's not going to help your life once you're past the age of 22 yeah. 25 okay we could, maybe we could say 25 if you're maxing out yeah it is just for your ego it is there's, unless if you're a competitive athlete yes. that this is benefiting yes. you in some way it's purely ego stop it <laughs> okay hopefully we're not being hopefully not being too mean you notice that the tone of our conversation is starting to become a little bit more cynical as, yeah. as we get into the, <laughs> as, they, as we get into the older ages about the so, uh, so the yeah. first thing I want to say about the 30s is that I, I went and saw, I saw an awesome lecture about the, uh, this this guy who was an OT, occupational did this, therapist. yeah, an occupational therapist did a great lecture on uh, age related changes in, in cellular physiology, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of research out there out there now that shows that actual the actual cells that that do the reparative process, the uh, tenoblast, tenocytes, and there are a couple other ones. Um, looking at them under a microscope for a 20-year-old and then looking them looking at them under the microscope for a 37-year-old, they say about 37 and on is when mm -hmm. it starts to happen, the cells are smaller and they don't work as well. That's discouraging. So, yeah, it's horrifying. <laughs> and and nobody is immune to this. So your, your body's ability to recover from your workout once you've hit your mid-30s. 37. Uh, 37 was the number around, that, that they right, used. Yeah. Apparently, life goes to shit at 37 in many ways. We should have to just quit now. <laughs> um, so you can't handle those mega workouts right. uh, in this, with the in same the, repetition yeah. or with the same intensity that you did before. Or frequency. Yeah. Allowing your body a little bit more recovery time. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Delayed onset muscle <laughs> soreness, you know, which is the soreness that you get from a workout, the good soreness in your 20s. You would have it like the next day, and it would and be, gone be gone the next day. And that's why the traditional yeah. way don't do the same workout two days in a row. 
Exactly. That came into play. In your thirties, you might need a little uh, longer. Take a day. If, if you do like a good leg workout one day, you should not be doing legs the next day. Maybe even two Maybe days. Maybe even two days, depending on yeah. how hard you pushed it. And, and listen to your body. That's the other thing too. Like the, yeah. these, where these things, where these things onset are slightly different from person to person. Like I felt like I could do anything until I was about 38, 39. That's pretty I could, good. And I, I started could, feeling it around 35 or 36. Yeah. But I mean, the recovery time was a little bit longer. I, I definitely now I'm 45, and if I do a workout, if I do a good workout, mm -hmm. I feel like I have been beaten with a stick for about th for three days afterwards. <laughs> and I'm not, and, and it's another true. He lives thing, around the office yeah. and he complains. I like so, here's another weird thing too. A lot of times the first day after the workout, mm -hmm. I don't feel anything. And it's the second day. And then it's the second day, third day, and yes. fourth day that I feel it. So that's and one I, thing that I've definitely I've noticed. noticed that change as well, where it was the next day, you wake up, you're a little sore in your twenties, but then by the end of that day, it's gone. Now it's two days later, creeps up, and you don't realize it's there, and you don't realize how hard you pushed it. But wait until your soreness goes away before you go on to your next workout. And I, or if you feel any discomfort, don't push that workout or don't do the activities totally. that are. What you just said yeah. is the wisest thing. And like, it's so basic, and it seems so common yeah. sense. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't get it. No. The best piece of advice you can possibly get from what we're saying here today is once you once you hit your mid 30s and beyond you have to be freaking hyper aware of what your body is telling uh, you yes and if Tune you in yeah if you feel like uh, I'll give you a perfect example yesterday out at, out at my house I was power washing the decks mm -hmm. with this you know you know power wash gun looks like it's yeah. like this massive it, it is a workout for your hands I did it on Saturday. And I probably power washed for two hours. So it was a repetitive activity. It's something mm -hmm. I hadn't done in years. Oh yeah. And I woke I woke up this morning and my hands my hands feel right now and I'm wiser to this now. Ten years ago I would have been like, oh I'll be fine. I can work yeah. through it. I would have actually considered power washing again, again today. Because I didn't finish the job. Yeah. And, to, and, and you knew you know. And that. I knew after waking up and feeling how my thumbs feel, I have like that first extensor compartment. Tendonitis waiting to happen. I am not doing anything today, and tomorrow at work is going to be is going to be a light day manually. I'm not going to be doing a lot of manual stuff on patients yeah. tomorrow. And that's smart because if you pushed it at this point in time, and that's where people get into trouble, just a little bit too much, and you can set that tendon into an inflammatory state that will take weeks to recover. And even longer. Even longer. Depending. And I have patients, and and you think it is so so basic. Like they'll tell me. Well, this, you know, it hurt when I was working out with my trainers and doing these shoulder exercises. But I kept doing it, and I didn't want to tell them, and I didn't want to hurt their feelings, and I thought they knew what they were doing. And, you know, in like six, seven, eight weeks later, they're like, okay, it's finally to the point now I can't sleep at night because it's hurting. And they come to physical therapy. But, you know, and it's so much harder to treat these overuse injuries when you're weeks and months into it. If yep. you catch it and stop it right away, you can really stop the inflammatory process, yep. give the soft tissue time to recover and you don't you'll be fine um definitely so what else can we talk about in your 30s i also wrote here in the notes yeah i think in your 30s too and if you you know, were an ex-athlete too or did uh, lived a very active lifestyle in your younger years and maybe started you know you pounded a lot and you know i was a gymnast until i was a sophomore in college and in my mid-30s, I started feeling kind of the effects of that. 
I think around age 35 or 36. Um, you know, so I think some of, if you were, you know, an athlete growing up, some of those types of things you might start experiencing some overuse, kind of nagging pain here and there in your mid-30s. So, and that's just, that's kind of a normal process. You used your joints, you used them hard, and there might mm -hmm. be some wear and tear that, you know, mid to late 30s you might start experiencing. Feeling a that. little stiff when you, yeah. when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, and I found I needed, to, you know, I was a person who never needed to really stretch after a run or after a workout when mm -hmm. I was younger. I was always pretty mobile and flexible, never felt that. I started feeling that a little. So I pull out my foam roll, I stretch on the foam roll, I take, you know, a couple times a week, I do a good, good stretch, nothing aggressive, nothing that puts my joints in a painful position, but just, you know, I feel like I do need to do a little bit more mobility. Um, and the other thing too is I think, you know, I'm a big proponent of balance work and I think mid to late 30s starting to work balance a little bit more than you might have thought sure. about in your 20s. I definitely you, do that. Yeah, right. you might not notice deficits, but, you know, do something challenging. You know, pick up... Get on a BOSU. We love the BOSU. The BOSU is that blue half moon thing that you see that you see in gyms. It's kind of like a, a like half... like a ball of, cut in half. It's a ball cut in half with a flat surface at the bottom. And you can use either side up. That's what it actually means, yeah. both sides up. It's kind of a ridiculous name. But you can stand on it on one foot while you're doing, like, some arm weights or just balance on it. You can, you know, do squats on it there's a whole lot of things you can do but starting to incorporate that I think in your in your 30s is a nice addition to your workout well I just thought of one other thing for mm -hmm. your for your 30s when I was in my 20s I may I, I don't know why this happened but I just never I didn't have a physical until I was in my 30s I actually didn't either. Now that and, you mention it, and it's because when you're in your when you're in your twenties you and younger, you don't feel bad. Even if you have a latent health condition, you're not gonna. You're probably not gonna know it. No. And it's so when you're in your thirties too, it's actually kind of important that you that that even if you're feeling okay, I would get a physical every like two or three years. Yeah, I think. I mean, they recommend every year, and I think starting in your twenties, you really should because some things can be picked up. At Definitely. A, at a very early age. I've, and now I'm becoming like a list of medical uh, ailments. When I was in my when I was in my when I was in my thirties, true. And, and the doctor uh, just did a routine physical and did a uh, what is it called an EKG. Mm -hmm. uh, he thought he heard a weird little murmur. He sent me to a cardiologist. Pretty the sure. cardiologist freaked me out and said, "Oh, you have a you know you have uh, your aorta is too big." So I have a latent aortic dilation that I had no idea that I had. I have no—I really have no symptoms other than yeah. it freaks me out yeah. every once in a while when I have to when I have to go and get it checked out. And uh, it's a good thing that I know it because if I was pounding heavy weights and still doing yeah. that, it could it could kill it me. Could rupture. So yeah, it's definitely good. Last yeah. thing about your thirties, you should be getting a physical every every two or three years. Yeah, and you would never have known that. Now we're really going to complain about things. I know. Now it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> the to hell in Our your 40s. 40s. No, it really doesn't. Can you admit? Uh, it really a, doesn't. It, it, it's not that bad. It's really not that it's, bad. It's just different. It's compare. It, it's comparative. Compared That's to your it. 20s. Right. Oh, my God. I, I, I mean, I miss the freedom yes. that my body had. had and just the freedom of moving of being able to run down the stairs in the morning yes. i mean i look at the stairs in the morning and i creep creep down them yep. until things get warm i cannot but, have a pint of ben and jerry's a day anymore oh i will get sick so i will sad. get i will That's wake so up sad. i will wake up at three in the morning with, <laughs> with stomach pains
like bad stomach pains. Just a pint, so, a pint a week, a pint yes. of Ben and Jerry's. Um, so, but I think in your 40s, you just have to be smarter. Like yes. we use our life experience, our wisdom yes. to work out, to treat our bodies. Same idea, proactive too. Yes. Like if you feel if you feel something coming mm-hmm. on, for God's sake, stop. Let it rest. Make Let the pain go away entirely. Even if it takes several days or a week, if it doesn't go away, seek uh, medical yeah. Attention. I tell people, I tell my patients, if something is persisting with appropriate care for over a week, like meaning you've taken away whatever is causing the pain, you've iced, you've rest, and if a week to 10 days it's still there, don't wait. Even if it seems minor to you, come in and see a physical therapist. You know, you, you want to take care of these things. Often you'll just keep, you know, re-injuring, keep the cycle going and get into those chronic injuries that are really, really just a pain in the butt to treat. So how, how has your workout routine changed in the last, since, let's say, since you were 30 years old? Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, when I was 30, I would be one of those people that would throw my shoes on and go out for a run and run, you know, four to six miles several times a week and not do much else. Maybe throw a couple planks here, here or there, and that's about it. And now... I mean, really, the running is minimal right now. Some of it's just because I've had some knee injuries. I saw you running on the street the other when I was biking up 16th Street. I saw you. It was was a year ago that I saw you. (laughs) It doesn't mean I don't do whatever. (laughs) I try to run one day a week. And that's about all I can that's do right of, now. That's kind of what I do too. I mean, and I'm, it's not a long run. It's two to four miles. But I really, I like the cardio effect that it gives me. And I want to, and also it sounds silly, but I, I want to know I can still do it. Yeah. I mean, it kind of scares me not to be able to do it anymore. So I, I run in literally about one day a week. And it takes me enough recovery time that I really rarely can do it. What, a what about uh, I mean, what but about like cross training or weight I training? I do a lot of cross training now, and I think in my forties, I've noticed, and I'm I'm forty one, um, late thirties, early forties. I bravo have, to you for admitting your age, Tanya. Oh, you know, a lot of people won't. It's it's a lot of people won't. It's it's just a number. I tell myself <laughs> it's just a number. It's how I feel now. Talking about this really does make me feel my age, no. but in general, I don't. Um, but I do think adding, especially being a female, keeping your muscle tone there with resistance, like adding in some sort of resistance with weights, with resistive bands, your body weight, whatever it is, you know, if I don't keep my muscles challenged, they really get, they really get floppy and saggy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's really depressing. Gravity, gravity like, is a, gravity is. is a bitch. And you lose that muscle tone in a way I can feel it yeah. in a weird lack of support way (laughs) like I feel if I don't you do and I probably do a good core work out that last five to 15 minutes a varied amount of core work like three or four times a week probably three times a week and if I don't feel it I will be sitting at work and I feel like I'm slouching. Yeah. I feel like I can't pull my abs and to support my spine the way I need to. Um, Soft tissue changes a lot too, like the, ela- the elastic the component. Elastic, yeah. the, the t- we lose collagen. We lose all that totally. elasticity. I was jogging on the treadmill a couple months ago and I thought something was wrong with my back. Like I felt like something was clinging, like I thought something was wrong with my shirt. Like it was clinging to my back, like there was yeah. tape on it yeah. or something like that. And it, and. I just realized it was just like the elastic, the elasticity changes of my skin. It was your skin. It was. It was. It was, it was <laughs> actually just, just the moving. bouncing up and down it wasn't of my as skin. As it wasn't. And it I just started. Be. I just started laughing. 
Just, it said old I must have looked like skin. I must have looked like an <laughs> idiot. Like an idiot. I was I was there. laughing to myself yeah. on the treadmill at the at the Y. Yeah. Thinking like, oh my god, this it, is so bad. It's really weird when you feel these changes. It, it is, and I'll sit sometimes. You know, I'll just be sitting and I'll try to sit up a little straighter and pull in my abs and want to feel the support around my joints. And it's a little bit harder. And if I get lazy, and we all do, or yes. I'm on vacation, and there's a couple weeks where I. Don't exercise the way I know I need to. Oh, I feel like a big old slug, yeah. and I feel like I'm slouching. Do you know what myself. I feel like now, right now in my forties? I feel like if if I was if I was not working full time, okay. or you know, if I was a trust fund boy or something like that, Wouldn't I that could nice. st- like I could I could get like three good solid workouts a week, yeah. and be and like yeah. I feel like I could like dial back the clock, but I just because of, because of work and yeah. etc. You have There's to so pace yourself. Responsibilities. And for weight training, yeah. one one other thing I wanted to mention about weight training, and this and this this is mostly a, a, applicable to to men, the uh, you know the the vanity, the muscle heads as we call them. And ever, a lot of guys have been there. Um, you have to just take a an objective look at your weight routine. Once you get into your forties, and you gotta, you have to figure out what's sustainable. I, mean, I, I see patients yeah. all the time who can't, who refuse to accept yeah. that they're aging. Yeah, it's and acceptance. We're all yeah. aging people, so it's not like if this is <laughs> nobody can find it. Nobody can get away from it, right? I had like a like a yeah. a, a guy in his late forties telling me about like like how he's gonna he wants to get back to his powerlifting routine i asked i asked him What's the type of weight he was doing and i just i mean i, I you have to tell him at this you point do. i tell like you yeah. can't like don't do that and what's the motivation it, for that? it's the psychology i'm convinced it's the psychology that the people have had earlier in their lives and that, the, and that they still think that their body's on the same track that it was before Right. So total denial. So the bottom line is you can still have fun and still have a good workout routine, but like less weight, more more repetition. And and the other thing I think too is recognizing your stabilizers. So if you, I mean, over again into your forties, most people who have been active will have some underlying degenerations at all of their joint levels. And this will be in your spine, in your hips, in your knees, in your shoulders. And that's not anything that is abnormal or something that's to be scared about or that's going to require surgery or any medical intervention. It's just something to be aware of. So learning if you're doing upper body work, if you're swimming, if you're weight training, if you're doing yoga where you're weight bearing on your arms, you need to strengthen your shoulder blade muscles, your rotator cuff. And those are muscles that don't require large weights. They just require yeah. specific exercises. That's another good point. And then the same thing with keeping your core strong. It's like you have more, just, you have more homework You to have do. more homework. And, right, exactly. Yeah. You have to kind of prime your body. And you're, when you're in your 20s, out. your core is strong. Yeah, unless, and even I mean, if it's not, it doesn't matter yeah, because yeah. nothing's going to break down anyways. Exactly. But, now, yeah. now, in your 40s and beyond, you've got to do that homework and make sure that you the do. core and the shoulder blades and, and all, all and of that, glutes. yeah, glute program. Yeah, so I think like priming your body and, you know, you have to think about your joints like from the inside out, keeping things strong. So all the little stabilizing muscles around your major joints, you need to pay some attention to. And you don't have to do it every day, but like twice a week learning a little bit of rotator cuff exercises, a little bit of scapular strengthening, a little bit of hip work, and a little bit of core work will go a long way in preventing overuse injuries. The other thing I notice is um, that I've noticed, and I've noticed this more recently, is that my coordination is reduced. Like my ability to like catch myself if I lose... 
My and dad. that can be that can be scary if yes. you don't understand that that's that that's an actual slight change that happens. It is, with and age. it's response time. I it's thought, a little bit, yeah. and it's also a little bit of what I felt was a little bit of um, like dizzy, like latency in terms of my eyes catching up if I change positions really sure. quickly. Your, vesti- your vestibular system mm-hmm. too ages earlier than the rest of your body, it so does. you're not going to be able to. If I went on a an amusement park ride with with a with a niece or nephew, now I would pu- <laughs> I would puke all over. The and you place. would feel like you were spinning for hours after yes. you got off that ride. And so one thing I think for working your vestibular system is you know, you can do it with some basic exercises. If you just stand and like turn your head side to side repetitively up and as you're standing on one foot or as you're doing what's called tandem stance, which is standing like you're taking a sobriety test. Like a tightrope. Like a tightrope, right. And you do these things and you move your head side to side and up and down repetitively while you're, you know, you can let your eyes move with you or try to focus on an object. Those things, like, that that will help train your vestibular system. I probably need to start doing that. That's a new branch of physical therapy that wasn't really around a long time time ago. It's very true. Um, And I should probably learn more about it. Yeah, but those those are things, like, we don't think about. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're... In your 50s or 60s and you're falling a lot, yeah. those are scary things. But I have noticed my response times definitely yeah. slow down I, a when, little when bit. When I first started noticing yeah. that, because we, you and I are hyper, we're hyper mm-hmm. aware of each other's bodies because of what we do for a living. Yes. Um, when I started noticing that, I was just, it freaked me out because mm-hmm. I thought, my first thought was like, oh, wait a minute. Do I have a tumor? Do I have MS? Right. Or, I, or, or I felt like, yeah. I feel like my, my motor responses mm-hmm. to things are not the same as what they used to be. Yeah. But it's, you know, comforting you take comfort in knowing people that this happens and you're, and not, alone. you're not alone. Right. Do you know we've already been talking for half an hour? Okay. Okay. Well, good. Well, so maybe we'll do another podcast about fifties and beyond. I mean, That's our, good. our view is gonna be a little of course it's gonna be about our experience. So uh, we will maybe we'll find someone who's a who's a really good expert at and who's lived in who's maybe in their eighties, et cetera, who can who can Take us through the next 30 years or yeah, so. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Talk about aging and exercise well, you know, into later life. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Dana. Thank I'm you for having me. Off. Cool.